on SENSA. The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey for Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai seven-year warranty. And welcome to another episode of The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey on this uh, Wednesday here in Adelaide. Nice to have your company wherever you may be listening around Australia or around the world. Dom Renato with you. Travis Dodd is always alongside me. He's my shadow nowadays. I just can't get rid of you, Trav. You wouldn't want it any other way, I'm sure. We're here. No comment. We're here for Flight Centre South Australia, of course. Uh, Flight Centre, real people, real service. Uh, Hyundai, Hyundai plate clearance is on right now where you receive special bonuses today. And, of course, and there's a lot to talk about. So if you want to give us a call, you can call us on the old-fashioned service with the uh, with a modern twist. That's our Milk Bar open line number. And the number there is 1300 736 736. Or you can text us, if you like, on 0427 154 166. It is corona-free here, so we're okay. You're okay? You wash your hands there, uh, Trav? Yep, got the disinfectant wipes as well, so it's, we're good to go. Here. How weird is it? I mean, everything is, uh, besides just general life and work and what have you, you know, with sport, how I don't, I've never seen it, No, unprecedented really, but what's happening around the world with sport, there's no games anywhere in the world except here in Australia where we mentioned just before with the boys uh, that the A-League will go ahead behind closed doors, uh, but it's going to be a condensed season because there's only five rounds to go. Now, are you surprised it's going ahead or do you, do you think they're going to pull stumps on that as well? Well, it is an interesting one because at a local level uh, around the country, from what I understand, or I know certainly in uh, South Australia, and we're going to be chatting to uh, FSA CEO Michael Carter shortly, but the game locally is suspended yeah. uh, for a minimum of four weeks until the 14th of April. So we at a an NPL level can't even train, yet we've got the professional league being able to train and then they're playing behind closed doors. So I don't understand that. Mm. I'd love to get uh, a bit more of an understanding there. But also the NRL is Going continuing ahead. to play. AFL are trying their best to start their season, which... Uh... I don't know if that'll happen, but I'm sure um, you know they're going to do their best because it's at the end of the day, it's worth a lot of money. So well, it is, but I don't know how they can justify playing uh, when codes all around the the world and other sports around the world have all stopped. Yeah. So I'd love to know what the justification is. Money to play. Money, basically. Well, if it is, in a out, nutshell, it's money. Yeah, but well, it's it's, come it's, out and all, say it then. it's all about play. Well, they won't say it. But well, that's that's ridiculous and it's scary that yeah. they're willing to put. Health, yep. players' health, uh, above. Well, they put that above money. Unfortunately, money above unfortunately, health. it looks that way. So, uh, but I think common sense will prevail. I really can't see how the AFL, uh, unless you know they do something which I wouldn't know what they're going to do uh, to fool us, that it's going to go ahead. I mean, I know that uh, Kimbo before we started was saying that you know he wants to he, he wants to see it start, and then you know they're going to have a break over winter and start again. Why bother? You haven't started the season. Just suspend it like every other league has done. Like. The, uh, all the leagues around the world, the big professional leagues, they've just stopped their season. That's it until next time. And and the Copper America, that's not now. It's next year. It's not this year. The World Cup qualifiers until further notice. Everything is stopped. The Olympics, well, we don't know yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. But that could be a financial thing as well. Well, I guess the hard thing is is that there's no precedent for it. Uh, we nobody's ever seen anything like this, and hopefully we never will after this. Yeah. But it's it's a first for everybody to uh, in trying to work out what the best thing is to do all of that aside we got to see Adelaide United uh, on the weekend who had another dismal performance yeah we'll talk about they, that in a sec I, I think yeah. they'll be they'll be looking forward to maybe uh, <laughs> a bit of a postponement and maybe getting some leave 
under yeah, the yeah. belt so they can just come back refreshed. I know. Well, we're going to be talking to Bruce Jutte before uh, 7 o'clock too, by the way. Uh, but as you mentioned, shortly after our first break coming up in about five minutes, we're going to have a chat to the CEO of uh, Football uh, South Australia to talk about the uh, NPL, the local leagues and the juniors and everything. Every Anything with a round ball that's going to be kicked, it's not going to be kicked until the 14th of April here locally. But uh, with Bruce, we'll talk about... Well, we'll talk about the uh, the A-League with Adelaide United and uh, you touched on it. It was another dismal performance uh, last weekend, Trav. Adelaide United, now they've lost, uh, what is it, another four in a row. They did that early in the season. Uh, they uh, went on a bit of a, a, a win, a stretch of wins, and then they fell in a hole again. Uh, is that pretty much indicative of what they're all about at the moment? Very inconsistent. Oh, we've, and lucky. we've spoken about that uh, quite regularly on the show and, and even during the games, but... They, they looked like they started the game positive. They were they were up and about. They conceded the first, and then as soon as they conceded that second one, it was like the heads dropped and yeah. and it was basically stopped. Uh, there were periods in that second half where Newcastle Jets were attacking, but it was almost at a walking pace, and Adelaide United weren't even putting in the effort to try and close the ball down and win it back. And they worked it from the halfway line to a shot on goal, and, and I was shocked at the lack of urgency from the Adelaide United players to, to try and shut the ball down, try and win it and counter-attack and, mm. and try and score a goal. Uh, again, we saw schoolboy errors at the back to, to concede goals and it's just, it's coming all too regular. And uh, one thing that Bruce has said this week is that he's going to be having uh, one-on-one meetings with the players uh, to get feedback on uh, the season and I guess the coaching staff and, and everything else. And, so it'd be interesting to see if uh, there's anything developing from that uh, and see if anything that uh, Bruce is able to disclose in further detail there. Well, we already know that Mirko Boland, he's uh, going to be leaving at the end of the season. So that's uh, one who's gone. There'll be a few players coming off contract. And I reckon they'll be a little nervous after what's been going on this season. But you mentioned the coach. Now, you've been in this situation before where things haven't been going great. Uh, obviously the player's going to come out in public and at their press conference saying, hey, everything's honky-dory, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they have to say that, obviously. We know that, and I know that for sure because I've been there. What do you reckon? Is it has, has the, Have the player have the players lost the coach, in your opinion? Has Just, the coach lost the players? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it certainly doesn't look like they're playing for him. And having been in that situation before, once once that's happened, it is... Broken. Next to impossible to to get back. So if that was the case uh, and the, the information that Bruce gets from playing the playing group this week says that, yes, they're not happy with the coach and he doesn't provide them with this, that and the other, I don't think the club's got any choice than to make the hard call and say, Go on. thanks, but your service is no longer required. Now, is that an embarrassment to the owner who got rid of Kurtz at the end of last season, didn't renew his contract, and they had a pretty good season last year? Is that an embarrassment to him for him to uh, ditch him after one season? It's it doesn't look good. There's no doubt about it. But I guess it's like a it's like a foreigner when you're signing a foreign player. You you don't know to do an you? extent. You don't know what you're going to get. And players can come highly regarded. They can have great experience. They can have great results elsewhere. But Australia is a different league, different mentality. You've got different grounds. Diff- mm. You've got salary caps, and all of this coaches need to adjust to. Uh, even you know we've heard Babik talk about 
the weather on a number of occasions and saying... He's always, already, it... always complained about something, hasn't he, like throughout the season about whatever, but that's the way it is in this country. It is. So, you know, from that perspective, they've got to come in with their eyes wide open and, and just accept that that's what it is. Um, should they get rid of him? Uh, if that's the feedback that Bruce gets, then I think they should. Uh, does it look bad on um, Pete Vanderpoel? It probably does. Yeah. Uh, but from my understanding, the the players weren't actually happy with Marco Mark, Kurtz. No, you're right. Now, players, you players now, are troublemakers. I, it, it's got to get to a point where Bruce or Pete or somebody sits down with the players and says, look, you you don't, the, the tail doesn't wag the dog here. Yeah, you've got to uh, take responsibility. Yeah, you've got to fall into line yeah. and this is the coach and you get on with it and you accept it. And if you don't, well, then we'll move you on. Yep. But that's that's got to be a pretty uh, significant change in direction and step that the club takes to say, no, nope, we're putting the, the backing of the, the coach here. So you either love it or leave it. Well, you know, the player's got to remember, you know, take responsibility. Okay, you're not happy with the coach. And, and anyone in a normal workplace may not be happy with the boss at work. But you've still got to do your job now with the game. The player's got to remember that, their members are playing hard earned, hard earned cash that they work hard to try and watch them every day for a bit of every week for a bit of entertainment people come pay money at the gate and if the players are being selfish and saying well I don't like the coach so I'm not going to put 100% into it that's cheating their fans it is uh I, look I would be surprised if that that happened to be honest uh in saying that there is some lackluster there has been some lackluster performances am I putting it would I say that it's due to that no I don't think that any player deliberately goes out. Well, I was going to ask that. Get into the player's head. If you're not happy with your coach, when you go out there, don't you still play for yourself and your pride and your team? Is that how you think? I've or? been, okay, I've, be, I've been in this situation yeah. uh, with Rennie Corlin, uh the year before I left. Uh, I hadn't been told that I was leaving that. But everyone else required. knew. <laughs> well, it was, it, was on the, it was on the cards. There were other players within that playing group that were having issues with the coach as well. And players even talked about not training, walking out, but you, you have to keep the team together because you're a paid professional. Mm. You can't just down tools and walk out. And we played Melbourne Victory at Adelaide Oval in the finals, and I go out and give a hundred. But how was your head? <clears throat> you would have gone out there with every, it. but you know, I forget isn't it in the back of your head that no, it's the... it's not because maybe at the end of the game mm. it is, and I think even the. The final game was the week after at Cooper's and that game had finished and I did a lap uh, and waved to the fans because I was quite certain that, that I was going after that. Not that I'd still been uh, formally told, but mm. for that 90 minutes, you, you need to focus. And from a personal point of view, uh, you fo I've focused 100% on the game. Otherwise, you're not going to go out there and you know, I wouldn't have scored. I scored in that game against Melbourne Victory. Um, you know, if you're not going to give your yeah. your best effort, you're not going to get get in a good performance. Well, just in closing, before we go to a break about that, well, what are the what are the Adelaide players? Where are their heads at? You know, it looks like they're well underwhelming. They're they're, they're underachieving at the moment. We expected more from them. It looked like they might have got their season underway, fell in a hole again. How are they? So what what do you how do you how do you analyse what's going on on the field then? Well, it could also be a, a point that the players don't understand the structure and the, the type of pl 
play that that the coach is is wanting from them. So uh, maybe it's something that that Bruce can potentially answer for mm. us is that uh, is there enough structure uh, within the the playing group that they understand what the coach wants, or is everything just off the cuff? Because that's what it does look like. They look like they're devoid of ideas in the final third. Last question before the break. Uh, do you like their style of play? The way Adelaide are playing? Okay, they're losing games, but do you like the way they try and play? I, I, the way they try and play, it's, it's a, it looks like a slow build-up. Um, yeah, they don't really move the ball that quickly. There's there's not a lot of movement up, up front. Um, I mean, it's not a... No, to be honest. Uh, so you don't like it? No. Big difference from last year with um, Kurtz, the way the style of play? Have you noticed the huge difference? Huge difference? Oh, look, I think I think the resolve was there last year. And defensively, they were a lot more structured and, and understood what they were doing. And, well, maybe they, they just had uh, the effort. The, the effort was there. And mm. uh, they just they weren't conceding as... Uh, Easily as they are this year. Yeah, very much so. And they're just hanging on now. Uh, their season is slowly slipping away. But maybe what is happening uh, with uh, games uh, being uh, played be, uh, without fans and uh, trying to condense the season, it might fall into their favour. Who knows? Time will tell. But we'll catch up with Bruce later. But we're going to take a short break now because after the break, we're going to uh, talk a bit more locally here with the NPL. Uh, that's been suspended until the 14th of April. And we'll have a chat to Football South Australia CEO uh, Michael Carter right after this. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. On SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai seven-year warranty. Yes, uh, welcome back to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. And our open line number, the Milk Bar open line number, of course, is open right through until 7 o'clock South Australian time. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You can text us on 0427 154 166. And we are here for Flight Centre South Australia, although not too many people going anywhere at the moment. Flight Centre, real people, real service. And, of course, Hyundai, the plate clearance is on right now. For a limited time only, uh, you can receive special bonuses across the range. Dom Renato and uh, Travis Stodd here, and we're still to catch up with uh, uh, Bruce Gite a little bit later on to talk about Adelaide United's woes. But uh, as we mentioned, uh, that the local game, including your team, uh, Trav, Metro Stars, so you, are you lost not training? Well, what are you doing with your time? Look, You're spending I'm, more time with the wife? I'm sure she's not happy. I'm going to have to be pleading with, uh, with Michael uh, <laughs> coming up next uh, to, to get training back on quicker. Sooner rather than later, because it's only been two nights, and geez, I wouldn't be surprised if Bronny geez, has please. already sent an email to Michael saying, "Please start training again." I don't I think want him all, here. All the wives, <laughs> all the wives will be inundating uh, Michael's email. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, well what's happening uh, around, the, not only around Australia but around the world? Of course, all the uh, leagues suspended, and no different with the NPL and all the juniors. And to tell us a little bit more about it is the CEO of Football South Australia, Michael Carter. Michael, thanks for your time tonight. Hey Dom, how are you? Yeah, how pretty is, pretty good, on? mate. It's, it's unprecedented, isn't it? I mean, we're all scratching our heads. It's all surreal. We don't know what's coming up next. But uh, firstly, take us through your thought process. So you must have had a few meetings, spoken to governments, FFA. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, it has been an, uh, an interesting period, um, and it's um, going to get interesting as we as we move through this. It's moving very quickly. Um, so. Uh, on uh, Saturday, we were made aware that there was a young lad who had been exposed to the virus through one of the schools, um, and we uh, made the decision on the weekend to to postpone the Adelaide Olympic and Adelaide United um, um, uh, seniors reserves and under 18s game 
Um, all other fixtures took place. Um, we had a board meeting on Monday morning um, um, at about 10 o'clock when the uh, the board considered matters further. And obviously, as I said before, this is moving very quickly. Um, and a decision was made to um, enact a 14-day suspension on the competitions on Monday. Uh, that information was, was released late that night. Um, and then the FFA met later that night and determined that uh, there would be a, a 30-day suspension across all competitions. So that's uh, where we're at at the moment. Hey, Michael, uh, I'm just uh, curious of the the logic behind the the, FF, the FFA saying that there's a 30-day suspension, yet the the A League can still go ahead. What are your what are your thoughts behind that? Um, I think that the the discussion around the professional game is a little bit different to the semi-professional game and certainly with the community and juniors. Um, My view is that um, the professional game um, can, to a point, control their fully uh, full-time paid players and also the officials. So I think the discussion about the pro game is different to the community game whereas they can control that environment. So I think that's the differential between why they've made the decision to 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 suspend the competitions for 30 days for community football and NPL and so on, as opposed to going ahead with the A-League fixtures. Sure. Now, with this 30-day suspension, is that is that on an ongoing review uh, on a, a daily, semi-daily basis? Could it be cut short? Could it be extended at any time? Yeah, look, I, it will be reviewed as, we, as this uh, evolves. Um, from a South Australian point of view, we are really focused on making sure that we get back and play this year. Um, and if we can do it earlier, with the advice of uh, the relevant authorities and the FFA, we would love to see that happen. And we'll we'll put you know steps in place if we can to ensure that we can return to the game. As you said, Travis, I think um, earlier. Um, the mums and dads and the wives and everyone is going to want to, <laughs> uh, and, and the fathers are going to want their children um, out being active. Um, and we see the fact that the schools are, are going ahead. That leaves us with an opportunity to uh, to certainly look at how we can do that. And we're modelling all sorts of different scenarios um, from a competition's point of view. If it's delayed for another period, if it's if the ban, if the uh, suspension lifted. Um, during the year, how we can come back and play football. So um, we'll see how it evolves. How, you are going to review it, as you said, uh, as time goes by. Will there be any chance that maybe you'll even scrap the whole season? I think, well, let's, you know, it's a waste of time now. Easy, what, Tom. At what, <laughs> at what point do you do that where uh, you think, well, you know, it's too late, we can't just play six games? At what point do you just say, well, we'll have to scrap the whole season? Well, I think there's some levers that we can pull first before making that decision. Obviously, there's uh, cup competitions, uh, there's final series that we play within the, the within the senior grades and also the junior grades um, with the cup. Um, there's the NPL final series, which will be uh, in, under consideration. There's also consideration to extend the competition, particularly at the senior level, to go into you know the non-traditional months of, of uh, October, November, if we need to. Uh, we're going to seek the advice of the clubs uh, as we move through this. Um, I've had some discussions with some club presidents and see how that can can evolve. And uh, everybody wants to play. We all know that. And I think that there's a real commitment to make sure that we can come back and play and see if we can achieve that this year 
with the uh, the advent of what's happening globally and also in Australia. Well, let's hope so. But just in closing, obviously it's going to hurt financially all the clubs if they don't play games. What about uh, your organisation? Would that hurt you financially as well? Oh, look, it's going to be a challenge. Um, we've all got finite resources. Um, I, I sent a letter out to all players and to the football community this afternoon imploring that they be patient and don't put pressure on the leaders within the clubs because they're dealing with you know, this scenario as well as we are and they're going to take guidance from us and we'll communicate as we go through the process. So um, financially, it could be a challenging year, um, but uh, we're well-placed um, to, to manage this and we'll manage this as a football community. Michael, the, the decision to start playing again, does, do you need the blessing of the, the FFA or can that decision be made independently uh, by FSA? Well, look, I, I think ideally we want a whole sport approach um, to this and we'll be working very closely with other member federations in the FFA to try and achieve that. Um, and um, we'll work through that. We'll take the advice, as we said, from the federal government. Uh, um, importantly, the federal government released today a sport policy, which um, which sort of opens the door for, particularly with, for, for junior participation and how that may, may look. So that might be an opportunity for us all to look at. All right, Michael. Well, uh, thanks for uh, uh, sharing your time with us uh, tonight on the round ball. Good luck, mate. Challenging times ahead, but let's hope it all pans out eventually. Thank you very much for your support. Okay, good on you, Michael Carter, the uh, CEO of uh, Football uh, South Australia. And uh, yeah, just like uh, anyone else, is uh, it's going to be a challenging time, especially for people like him and the organisation. It will be tough. Yeah. Very tough. Uh, a lot of pressure wow. to to get things. Well, going. it's never happened, hasn't it? No, well, that's right. And. Like you said, everybody wants to play. There's, there's no doubt about that. And uh, you've, you have a lot of people chomping at the bit, trying to put pressure on the club presidents and all the respective clubs to put pressure on the board and, and the CEO, FSA, to try and get things going uh, as quickly as possible. But uh, as we've, we've seen uh, already in the past and what's happened overseas, mm. uh, health needs to be above all. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, well, uh, in sport, as much as we love it, uh, it becomes secondary. Yeah, it certainly does because there's people losing their jobs left, right and centre in different organisations because of the situation, whether it be uh, airlines or whatever. So it, it impacts everybody and, uh, you know, including uh, the game, obviously, where uh, there will be people uh, struggling with uh, paying their bills. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is just sport. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's you know, people... Look forward to a weekend of sport, just a bit of pastime to relax after a heavy week at work. But just to take that away, it's just so weird. Well, it's a passion, isn't it? It it's, is. Uh, it's it's something. It's a team that you support yeah. wholeheartedly that you give uh, all of your emotion to. So yeah, it's uh, it's tough times for everyone. So your team won uh, over the weekend before the break, didn't you? Your uh, Metro mob. Of course we did. Uh, was <laughs> of it, course you did. Was it ever in doubt? Yeah. Well, you lost your first game. Where are you on the ladder? What happens now? I mean, you're, uh, I'm just trying fourth. to, fourth on the ladder. Yep. Okay. So you might end up fourth for the uh, remainder of the year, but there's no more games, but, uh, Mobbury Jets, how are they doing? They're doing all right. They were promoted. Oh, no, look, look, they've had a, they've had a great wow. start. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They, they think they've won three and had a draw. So they're undefeated after, uh, four rounds on 10 points. Uh, is that right? I don't have the table. Yeah, no, you're right. I got in front of me. 10 yep. points, uh, draw one and one three. So they are doing nicely. And as I mentioned, they were promoted from the uh, uh, the State League, which is a second division, if you like. And uh, Huge win over whew. the weekend against uh, Campbelltown, winning yeah. 1-0. Well, there's Campbelltown. There's a good question. No, like They've really strengthened their squad this year, and, and you know better than me. And uh, 
Well, they're underachieving after four rounds. They should be doing a lot better. They've only won one game. They've only lost one, but drawn two. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is they've got a new coach. Uh, Joey Mullen has stepped down after a very successful term with yeah. the club and former well, assistant coach last year uh, and now head coach Phil Stubbins has taken over the reins. Now, uh, just because you've got the same players doesn't guarantee results. And I'm sure Phil and now assistant coach uh, Ian Fife are going to have different ideas that they want to implement. Is Fife the assistant, is he? He is. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. In between him cutting hair and <laughs> as a barber. He's a hairdresser now, Fifey. No, he's, he's got a barber shop. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, he just goes in there and gets his hair yeah, cut he's for got free. A, he's got a barber shop uh, <laughs> down on Rundle Street. Has so, he really? Yeah, he sold, well, up, he sold up his other business, the uh. delivery business. And <laughs> he's, a bar- he's not actually a barber, but no. he owns the barber shop. Okay. So. Might have to go and see him just for a coffee, free coffee. Ooh, there you go. You get a beer. And oh, you get a beer. Yeah, you get a beer okay. with your haircut. Just if the you one. Want a beer, if you want one. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Fifey. Well, at least he, the players know where to go if they need a haircut. We need to get him on. Eh? I think we should. Yeah, he's a good bloke too. All right, uh, we are going to take a short break now. After the break, getting back to the uh, A League, uh, of course, Adelaide United. Yeah, we're going to put him under the spotlight. I wish he was in here because I want to get you know how those big lights that they put yeah. over the top and they interrogate them. I want to do that to Brucey, but I tell you what, he'll he'll, he'll defeat us. You know that. We got no hope. He'll fix us up. No, he's a good cricketer. Nice straight back. <laughs> yeah, that's Bruce Chate we're talking about. He's the football director of Adelaide United, and we'll have a chat to him right after the break. But there is still a chance for you to give us a call if you want to have a call uh, and want to have a talk or even text us. Our open line milk, no, milk bar number is 1300 736 736. And our text line is 0427 154 166. Now, we can't give you tickets to go to the games now. That's out of the equation. But we can still give you a $50 voucher to the milk bar if you want to. Uh, ring in and uh, have a bit of a chat to us. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. On SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And he Hyundai seven-year warranty. Yes, uh, welcome back to The Round Ball. Uh, Trav and I are having a nice kick here in the uh, studio. And you can give us a call on our open line number. The Milk Bar open line is 1300 736 736. And you can text us on 0427 154 166. You like the way the tone went down no, just a tad? horrible. Oh, okay, no worries. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, if you want to give us a call, you can talk. We've got time. But before we do anything else, Trav, we were, we, we're supposed to have spoken to this bloke a few weeks ago, but uh, kind of did a bit of a runner on us. But he's our friend. He's everybody's friend. And that's the football director of Adelaide United. And that is Bruce Jete. Bruce, thanks for sharing your time with Trav and I tonight. Thanks for having me on, guys. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce uh, now. Obviously, uh, firstly, I want to say this. I bet you didn't think the job was going to be as hard as it is because you must be going through a few tough times over the last few weeks. In On-field and off-field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening. Yeah. So, um, How are you handling yeah, it all? No, it's, it's, it's entertaining. I mean, it's a good experience in terms of, you know, I say it's a one-in-hundred-year event, this coronavirus, so the challenges that, we're facing now, um, you know, uh, navigating them is, is obviously good for experience and, and it's also um, interesting to be in unprecedented times. In saying that, you know, on, on field performances as well, the honeymoon period is, cert- the honeymoon period is certainly over. So, you know, the, the, the poor performances on the, on the field have brought a lot of things into sharp focus. And again, it's a, uh, you know, a, a good chance to try and turn things around. You're right, Bri. I mean, you, we can't sugarcoat it. We know the performances have been unacceptable, but uh, and you most probably get asked this just about every day and quite a few times a day. What 
in your opinion, you've played the game, you only just finished. What, in your, your opinion, uh, is going on? What, what's the problem on the field? Very difficult to sum it up quite quite simply. I think, um, you know, we in my role as director of football, I always leave the on-field staff to the coaches. So the coaches are essentially the CEOs of the team. They need to decide who plays, how they play, and all the rest of it. Um, I, my job is really to give the coaches all the best possible tools to be as successful as possible. So I, I, I believe, honestly, that our team is underperforming. I think that's quite clear. Um, when you look at the quality of our team, there's, there's no doubt we should be well entrenched in, in the finals position. That doesn't seem to be the case at, at the moment. Um, that stems from a range of things. I think of late, it's been a, a lack of confidence you know, the the players obviously disjointed, um, all those sort of things that culminate in conceding uh, five goals in a game or, you know, uh, close to 15 goals or so in, in three or four games. So um, a lot of things going wrong. Had meetings today all day with uh, individual players. Had a big meeting yesterday with the coaches, both about on-field and what happened with the rest of the season. So, you know, we're working towards it. They're, they're working every day at training. No one can say that, you know, these guys aren't um, giving 100% effort. But, you know, it's not just about effort. It's also about the results at the end of the day. So we're looking to turn those around as a collective. Brucey, with these player meetings that, you, that you're having and have had, mm. uh, look, we've, mm. we've as players, we were part of these as well. And you know that mm-hmm. when things aren't going well, that a lot of things come to the surface. Now, without going into detail, are there messages and themes coming across from the players that you know point to, to some thing or things in particular that you can at least look to rectify in the future? Yeah, there are. There are. Um, you know, the feedback today was. You know, I think I'm in a I'm in a privileged position in the sense that my relationship with the players is at a level where. They can tell me the honest truth um, without trying to, you know, I know if they're giving me negative feedback about myself or the coaches or other players or what, or the club in general or whatever it might be, the league, um, that they're doing it in the best interests of, you know, the, the team and the club, you know. So I, I got very honest feedback today. It was fantastic. You know, it's all well and good to go and have these meetings and everyone tells you what you want to hear. Um, that certainly wasn't today. And I'm dealing with characters that, you know, oh, we lost last week, so I'm upset this week. They're not like that. You know, they're, they're looking at the bigger picture and themselves are navel-gazing and, and seeing, you know, well, this has been an issue for some time and, you know, this needs to be rectified and, you know, it would really help if that happened. So um, I've, got, I've got a lot of good feedback that I can, that I can take back to the coaches as well. Well, Brucey, looking from the outside, the players look like uh, they're united. They all look like they, uh, you know, it doesn't look like there's any fractions on the field and even from what we hear off the field, you're saying that it's a pretty good squad. You're not getting the result. It leads to one point, the coach. So what's the story? Has Has the coach lost the players? I mean, you might not even want to answer that. You might not be able to answer that, but that's what it looks like from the outside. Well, I think when you look at the effort, so I had a meeting with the coaches yesterday, and I'm like, the players aren't working as hard. That's not the case because the GPS scores are, are, you know, the same, if not very similar to whether we're winning a number of games. So, 
you know, I think it's 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 very easy to point the finger at the coach. I think that's what people do all the time. I don't yep. think that's completely accurate. Um, when you lose five nil or five one or five two or three nil, yeah, of course the coach takes some responsibility, but the players on the park also got to take responsibility as well. So these players aren't saying that you know it's got nothing to do with us and all the rest. Like I said, they're doing uh, you know some very objective navel gazing and and. You know they're putting their hands up as well, and and understand they need to be better. So not all, not all roads lead to the coach. All right, let me ask you this question then, and uh, you, again, you don't have to answer it. Uh, firstly, how is your relationship with Verbeek, and do you agree with what he's doing tactics wise? My relationship's very good with Gershon. It's actually really good. So which which is helpful in these sort of circumstances. Um, so very happy to have a good good relationship with him. We speak at least a couple of times a day. Um, tactics I don't get involved with player selection I don't get involved with I steer completely clear of that um, in terms of playing philosophy that is something that I, I sort of gatekeep uh, for the club that's part of the role you know we want to play um, free-flowing attacking football we have done that for periods this season we haven't done that in recent times and you know it's also possible to do that and keep a tight defence we have failed to keep a tight defence throughout the season, even even that in, in some games where we've won. You know, beat Western United 4-3, to concede three goals away from home, still win the game. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with our attacking, but certainly defending. I'm not talking about defenders. I'm talking about defending as a, as a unit, as a team, the organisation, the execution. It, it hasn't been good enough, and hence we find ourselves in this precarious position of, of being close to missing out in the final spot. Well, being part of uh, the role as director of football, you're, you're focusing on this season, clearly, and you have also have to have an eye on next season and beyond. And how are, how's the, the player recruitment going and, and signing of yeah. current players? Yeah, it's gone really well. So we've held on to all the players that, that, that we're really keen to hold on to. I think we've got the capacity to hold on to any players we want to hold on to. Uh, the coronavirus really puts us back in the works. I, I think not just for us as a club, I think for world football, I mean, contracts start one June, mate. The, the next A-League season might start in the middle of next year. Like mm. no one knows how bad this thing is going to be. No one knows how long it's going to be off for. No one knows when pre-season's going. No one knows. Mm. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So um, we got our list of players. Um, I've made contact with those players and all their agents, and um, yeah. But at this point in time, considering the, 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 the financial impacts and repercussions that, that are undoubtedly going to flow on with this, it would be uh, irresponsible, really, to be offering longer-term contracts when we don't know what tomorrow looks like. Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned the coronavirus there, Brucey. Uh, and as stupid as this may sound, with the condensed... Uh, we heard that these, the games are going to go ahead behind closed doors. A condensed season. Maybe in some ways it might change your fortunes. It could do. <laughs> I hope so because they need to change. Um, but you know, we're we're just trying to manage all the logistics at the moment from from an admin side. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to happen, and a lot of things that need to go into it to make it all happen. So we're concentrating on that, and I'm happy that we we're able to sign the players we did, um, especially the re-signings we've made um, prior to, to you know this Corona COVID-19 outbreak. We're, outbreak really becoming an issue. Yeah, a lot of unknowns. And just in closing, uh, you know, a lot of people always ask with the foreign players, is uh, 
the owner, Pete, is he uh, sort of happy to loosen the purse strings a little bit if it all goes according to plan, like uh, spending uh, more money on, on some foreign players for next season, if it happens? I don't know if it's about spending money on foreign players. I think you know, we could spend more money, but that doesn't align. Well, quality it's not a swap. Quality. Line between, yeah. Well, it's not a linear line between the, the spending of money and, and, and quality. I mean, you can get someone with a very good CV that struggles in Australia. So there's always the risk... That you got to balance up. Um, I'm, you know, that's I'm your lobbying job. That's every your month job, Bruce. A, I'm, <laughs> I'm lobbying every month to get a, a bigger budget, but you know, it's probably not the time for that, considering all everything that's going on in the world at the moment. Yeah. Hey, Bruce, uh, Gertrude came out and said a couple of weeks ago that if you're not going to spend the money on the the, the big money on the, the foreign players, then you're better off mm. developing mm. youth. Is that the is that the angle that he wants to go down? Is just to look to develop youth rather than have, the, I guess, the way I read it and well, the way I understood well, it is that yeah, he's not happy yeah. with the foreigners he's got. I don't know. Well, he didn't say that. Actually. I know he didn't Gertrude say it. Very but direct. Reading between very the lines. If you wasn't, no, no, no. You don't need to read between the lines with this guy. <laughs> if, if, uh, with our coach, if, if he wasn't happy with the foreigners he has, he would have just said it like that. He seems that um, way too. <laughs> so, so, look, when I look now at the currency differentiation between the Australian dollar and the euro, yeah, you are going to have to spend an astronomical amount of money to get you know, the, the, the better European players. You know? You're going to probably have to spend close to 30 or 20% more than you know, just a number of six weeks ago. So those sort of things, you all got to take that into account. So are you better off spending all that extra money for, for a European player to come and potentially not perform? Or are you better off investing that money in the local talent and, and the club to, to develop better players? I, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to, to putting the youth, and there's some good Australian players that you could spend that money on as well. Some more senior Australian. Troisi is a good example, and, and that's what we did this year. Um, so, look, I don't think it really matters where the people come from. You just want quality at the end of the day, um, whether that's foreigners or Australians. Preferably for us, it's, you know, people, South Australians. But, yeah. you know, you've got to work with the market that you're in. Well, we'd love to see more South Australians getting an opportunity, no doubt about that. Well, in closing, for the second time, I'm just going to leave you with this uh, You've been getting smashed on, not just you personally, I'm talking about the club itself, on social media. A lot of very disgruntled supporters out there. What's your message to them before you leave us? That we'll have good times and bad times. Now we're in a bad time, but if you don't go through them, then you'll never be able to enjoy the good times. So stick with the club, especially now. I mean, oh, we need our supporters now more than ever, um, considering the, the circumstances that the, that the, the league's in. Um and look, I think the the players really react to to, to the fans. When Hein Marsh is more full, uh, they perform better generally. You know, when Hein Marsh is half full, then they don't they don't perform as good. And what I know is, it's what about when it's empty? Like, what about when it's empty? Why are they going to come? <laughs> but when it's um, empty, what happens? Yeah, well, that's a whole different mental <laughs> game. So, use sound effects. You know, you hear the you hear the you hear the coach screaming from the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a complete different atmosphere. Yeah. So, look, I think you know the supporters have been always fantastic uh, to the club, and uh, I don't see why that won't continue to be the case. Um, but yeah, definitely some trying times at the moment and 
they're well within their rights to be very, very disappointed at the moment, as we all are. Yeah, of course. So they well in their right. All right, Brucey, uh, thanks for being uh, honest with us, as honest as you could be anyway. Uh, this is the only time I can see you nowadays on the phone, but uh, it's uh, it's nice. <laughs> I think you owe me a lunch. It's nice talking to you, buddy. Oh, my birthday. And, uh, yeah, and his, oh, your birthday, of course. Yeah, it was nice seeing you there. Uh, Brucey, good Nice l- to see you both. Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Good luck, Brucey. Thanks for having me. Sweet guys. Bruce Jute, the director of football at uh, Adelaide United, and and he spoke beautifully, as I would expect him you know, to speak. Uh, and to Bruce's credit as well, he puts it on the line because uh, he's very proactive on uh, social media and Twitter in particular. Loves it. Yeah, uh, camera, everything. No, but uh, at B Jute, he he has his uh, Twitter. That's his Twitter handle. Okay. At little like A. At like yeah. at D Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he's he has his Q and A's on Twitter. And fans or anybody can ask him any questions, yeah. and and he'll answer. Very it. transparent, so he is. Yeah. So it's it's great there that he has that interaction with the the fans. I reckon well. eventually he'll be across the road in that building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean the. I don't mean what's that one called not, over not, there? Not Jamie Oliver. Not Jamie restaurant. Oliver. The one not, on that side of North Terrace. <laughs> the one on North Terrace. He'll yeah. be there. Trust me. And I hope he remembers me because I might need a favour. Okay, we're going to take a short break. You still have time, by the way. We're not much time, but if you want to have a chat to us, or maybe what Bruce just commented about, if you agree, disagree, whatever, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is our Milk Bar open line number. Of course, Milk Bar at fifty seven Flinders Street in the city. Or you can text us if you want to remain uh, anonymous, 0427 154 166. After the break, we're going to talk about the women's game. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. On SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai seven-year warranty. Yes, we are coming around the home turn. And it is The uh, Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. Thanks to, of course, um, Hyundai. Plate clearance is on right now, limited time only. Uh, Receive special bonuses across the range. And, of course, Flight Centre. Flight Centre, real people, real service. But uh, we're going to talk quickly about the women's game here, Trav. And uh, before we talk about the women's game, just a reminding that there's no games on <laughs> in the local league. And normally, uh, even in the uh, A-League, the games will go ahead, but the atmosphere is normally electric. But now, this is what we're going to hear, Trav. That's it. Well done. Oh, look, I'm it's not going to get any better than that. I'm just glad you managed to get that in. I know it's amazing. You've been but, waiting all night to but, do that. But the women's game, of course, thanks to SA Power Networks, empowering women's football here in South Australia. Uh, there is one game left in the W League, and there that is, is the big one. The decider, the decider, Melbourne City taking on Sydney FC. So, uh, unfortunately for the players and everybody involved in the respective clubs. It will be behind closed doors yeah. and they won't have the opportunity to have friends and family and, and all the fans uh, take in the atmosphere and, and the occasion, which is a huge disappointment. At least it's going to be on Fox Sports. Huge, Yeah, well, yeah. it is. Maybe they should have sound effects on like huge, I did. Huge disappointment, yeah. Yeah, I know. But uh, but well done to both sides who have made the uh, most probably as, well, you know, the latter doesn't lie, does it? Deserve winners and deserve who, finalists. Who, who do you think is going to take this one out? I reckon Melbourne City. So do I. They've yeah. been good, haven't they? They have been uh, very they... good. There are a lot of uh, um, Matildas in their team, and uh, and I saw them here, and you know they look pretty good. They won the semi final uh, last week, five one. Yeah. So they breeze through. I mean, that could be a that could be a bit of a false sense of confidence, but maybe, maybe, but uh, I don't think so because no. they've played well all season, and they've they finished as the minor premiers, and I think they'll finish as the. Champions as well. Yeah, so good luck to those two finalists. Uh, the has come to the last game of the W League season. Just quickly, what's your mail on uh, on Adelaide United? Have you spoken to their coach Ivan Karlovich? Is he can continuing next season? 
Uh, I think he is out of contract, actually. Oh. Uh, Are you interested in fact, to put the I'm hand up? I'm fairly certain he is out of contract. Um, look, I think he's in negotiations to, to, to go on with it. Uh, I certainly spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and he was keen to to have the show go on. So oh, he speak. wants to stay there, does he? Oh, well, yeah, no. look, well, he's been there for a good couple, uh, two, three years now. So yeah. he really wants to, to try and, you know, take this team forward and uh, and leave. Uh, well, they got to go legacy. forward. They can't go any further back. Well, they one, could have. Well, they could have, technically yeah, well, speaking. Yeah, well, cold difference. Now, just before we wrap it up, we, we have received a text on our uh, 0427 154 uh, Trav? The old text messages, yes. Uh, Steve from Glenside said, after watching AUFC the past few weeks, there has to be off-field issues contributing to the performances, which we mm. did uh, We did potentially uh, ask Bruce if uh, if it's the coach or those kinds of things. And to, Well, in I fairness mean, to Bruce, he's not going to tell us the truth, even no. if there was. No, no, no. We, yeah. we don't you, expect no. that, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if, if there there is something going on there behind the scenes. Yep. You didn't like my crickets? I'm hoping that you don't hear this next next week this time. We're hoping we're here next week. Twice in one show, huh? <laughs> Hope we do. Hey, thanks for your company tonight. Hopefully we will see you next week at the same time here on the round ball at uh, 6 o'clock. Until then, take care and don't Good panic. Good evening.